Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of movies. My name's Colin. I'm the C. Joining me is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Colin, you're alive. I am. I'm here. I'm. I'm. Fu- I'm not only alive, but I'm well. Oh, well done. Well done. You. How long did it take you to get recover? Um, it was another three or four days after the. So the last podcast we recorded, I was in bed and sounding and feeling very ill. Yeah. Um, but now I'm alive. I'm fit. I'm healthy. I think you've passed your bug on to me. Uh, yes, through the internet. Where um, the powers of yeah, internet. It's a da- when we got into this podcast game. They told us it's a dangerous lot. It's not for everyone. <laughs> now we know why. My insurance premiums are through the roof. <laughs> um, today we are talking about Black Panther, the latest film from Marvel. Um, we also have a quiz on. Ardman, and we're talking about the films John Goodman, and much, much more. Much, much more! Um, we start, as always, with movie news. Yes. Hit me. Joss Whedon is no longer directing Batgirl. He's gone. Yeah. I know, that was quite sad. But some people were cheering for this as well. Yeah, was... Joss Whedon's not the most popular man these days. No, that's true. Um, I think these are the people who didn't like his version of the Justice League who were cheering him on. Well, there's <laughs> yeah, and and there's various kind of off-screen personal issues, yeah. Things. But I think it's a real shame. I, I mean, Justice League wasn't his fault. I'm to be honest, I think he made it a lot better than Zack Snyder would have. That's that's what I thought it. as well. But and yeah, Avengers for me is the best superhero film ever made. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite films. Even Age of Ultron, I think, has its downsides, but is is underrated in my view. So I okay. was I was really looking forward to that girl. He says he has no ideas, basically, isn't it? Well, what he said here is story issues. Just find a comic, a Batgirl comic, and adapt it. Well, I think the most common story that most people know about Batgirl is the Killing Joke story. Yeah, that's it's true. her most yeah. famous story. But who knows? Yeah, I would have thought they wouldn't have done that. But uh, how hard can, how how hard can writing a film really be? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh Whedon did write most of the Buffy ones, didn't he? Yeah. So he does have a quite a good track record. At least co-wrote most of Firefly. He knows how to write. And he wrote some comic books as well. He wrote part of the X-Men yeah, stories true, as well. So, I'm it, wondering whether there's a, there's more to this than meets the eye. It probably is, yeah, unfortunately. I do like him, though. It's a shame. Mm, it's a shame. Paul King, director of Paddington and Paddington 2. Yes. He's had a busy couple of weeks. He was he was rumoured he was going to be directing the, the new Willy Wonka prequel, uh-huh. which is what we're... We've, we've all we've been looking forward to that for a long, long time, Colin. <laughs> yeah. Haven't you always wondered while reading Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that this could do with a prequel? Yeah, I wonder what happened to him before he opened up a Chocolate Factory. <laughs> exactly. Well, he's rumored for that, but now he's signed on, I believe, to direct Pinocchio, live action. So we're getting Disney's live actionification of all their films continues apace. Yeah, and I think they're just trying to capture the charm that was in Paddington, right? I mean, yeah. Paddington's. The, the films were good. They were good. Have you seen Paddington Two yet? I have. We're talking about it. Yeah. Okay. It's very. Yes. No. I. I mean. I think. At one point, well, a lot of films these days. At one point, it was the best reviewed film ever, basically because it had positive reviews, and there only been like three reviews or something. I don't know, but. But yeah, it much loved. Um, I enjoyed it a great deal. Uh, so yeah, fair, fair, fair play. Pinocchio. I, I vaguely remember Pinocchio. I thought it was quite dark, wasn't it? Like. There was, uh, was one it? point he, he was sold to. Uh, Stromboli wasn't it where he turned the boys into donkeys okay hmm. and, and and they used them as like labour speaking of uh, Disney <laughs> I, I, I heard uh, I heard a rumour online which I'm almost certain isn't true but uh, I quite like you know you know Frozen the film Frozen yes the, the, the claim was they called that film Frozen just so that when people googled Disney Frozen they wouldn't get stories about Walt Disney's head being cryogenically frozen <laughs> <laughs> I suspect uh, that's that, not true. <laughs> that, I, uh, that's a good story, though. <laughs> that's that's um, some lengths to go to. <laughs> uh, what do I have next? Uh, I got more Disney news. Oh, yes. They are going to, they're planning on rebooting some of its family film titles. So the first projects they're currently considering as um, reboots are The Parent Trap. Okay. Uh, Father of the Bride. Steve Martin. And, yeah. and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Okay, well, okay. Or classic Disney family films. Disney has run out of ideas officially. <laughs> I yeah. grew up watching them, though. Yeah, when they're like three Honey, I Shrunk the Kids films anyway. 
uh, there was one Hanya that blew up the baby. That was the second one. Yeah. Did they not make yeah. a third one? Maybe not. I know there was a TV series for oh. Hanya Strong the Kids. All right. Yeah. But I enjoyed all three films, though. Like, I never saw I mean, Father of the Bride, but yeah. Did you not like the parent trap? The, the uh, Lindsay Lohan one? Uh, I don't remember it very well, to be honest. It was oh. fine, I guess. Yeah, but Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I mean, yeah. it's like, it was Com- like an attraction yeah. in Epcot Center, I think, where people, you know, go to a cinema oh. when 4D was the thing. All right. Yeah, I remember my parents telling me when they went to Epcot Center back when Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was big. And then the biggest thing was they were in the cinema and then suddenly you can feel like water spraying you when the hose, you know, when the... Yeah, that's, the water that's, sprinklers come out. That's absolutely like what that. I want in a cinema. This <laughs> 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 um, Yes, that was a, one of basically. I think all these cinema gimmicks. We just want to see a film. If you make the sound better and the picture better, fine. But no one, no one wants your three D. No one wants four <laughs> D. No one wants your four D. No one wants your five D. Just, just make better films. Um, or the Homeward Bound reboot. I'll be all over that. Homeward Bound is a great film. I know, you, I know you didn't mention that, but... <laughs> They're definitely not rebooting it at the moment, but yeah, go on. Uh, Why I'd, not? I, yeah, Time Bound 3. Um, don't do a reboot, do a sequel. I mean, all the animals are dead by now. <laughs> I'm pretty certain they are. I'm pretty certain they use many of the same, many different animals to play the same parts as well, Colin. Well, I'm not sure they... I'm not sure they... I know they did for Babe, like hundreds of pigs, but that's because it was a young pig. Those dogs... I reckon they could have kept the same dog. Hmm. Uh, I wonder, I, wonder if, I wonder if that would... Because it made big news when the Free Willy Whale was going to die or didn't die or whatever else. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. They didn't use multiple killer whales. But where's the big story about the the Homer-bound dogs? Mm. That's such a great film. Um, <laughs> no, I know that, Colin. Speaking of kitties, because there's a kitty... Because uh, there's a cat in, in Homer-bound. Uh, the Kitty Pride film. Okay. Is, yeah? That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Kitty Pride <laughs> film is is rumored is happening is is maybe happening is something. Uh, there's a code name and it's got some number I can't remember the number is but apparently that number X Men comic is a Kitty Pride story where she's stuck in the X mansion and people are trying yeah. to kill her or something. So that's uh, on I mean way. Kitty Pride is one of the few mutants who you think wouldn't get stuck in anything. That's true. Yeah. Like why would she be stuck? Just anywhere? leave. Job done. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think I, so. I, Obviously, we had Ellen Page playing her a couple of times, and we had, I think she, she was in X One and Two, but kind of not named, I think. But um, yeah, I don't know if Ellen Page will be back for that or not. But. Well, I don't think she's been doing much recently. I know she did the reboot of Flatliners last year, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I heard that was rubbish. Yeah. So why not try it and? Yeah, she was good in Juno. I really liked her in Juno. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's like ten years ago now, but still. She was... Go back to that heights, Ellen Page. Go back to those heights. Yeah, I don't, I don't. It's I guess the whole Disney buying Fox thing is throwing all these things into up in the air anyway. Yeah. Oh well. What, you got any more? Uh, so the Murder on the Orient Express sequel is confirmed for 2019. Oh, is it? Yes, it's finally confirmed. Death on the Nile. Uh, it's going to be Kenneth Branagh again. Yeah, Death on the Nile. I've read that book as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it seems like I I have this habit of like when a film I know is coming out, I'll just read the book first okay. before before it does. Just I, I like to have a good idea of what I'm getting myself into. And I do like reading. No, anyway, I don't. So. Although I, I say I think I said on the podcast before. I find it odd because she's written like eighty books at least. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Why are you, why are you making the one that's basically the second? Well, basically, you've made the the most two the two most famous Agatha Christie film annotations. You've you've done those stories. Why not pick a different one? Uh, I actually know who did it as well. I think I'm getting. Getting the hang of trying to predicting okay. Agatha Christie's murderers. The uh, the David Suchet version of it was was featured on and starred uh, a very young uh, Emily Blunt Ooh. and J J Field, who uh, went on to marry Nev Campbell. There you go. I, um, I was hoping I can I can you know lead on to something else from there, but I have no Emily Blunt news in no. my. <laughs> you Nev Campbell news? No, definitely not Nev Campbell. News. She's she's co-starring in Skyscraper with uh, with The Rock. <laughs> there, there were a lot of um, memes made about the yeah. the poster of the skyscraper. Didn't, have you seen that? I've seen it because he, yeah, he's jumping off a crane into the skyscraper. But basically, where he is in the picture, he yeah. would he would miss the building quite <laughs> quite quite, quite, quite clearly. Yeah, <laughs> and people are doing like physics problems to try to solve what he needs to do yeah. to be able <laughs> to make it to the other side. It's hilarious. He, and I people, saw him tweet saying, oh, "Our original concept movie." But, Original concept movie sounds very strange. I guess that just means it's not an, a, a sequel or based on a game or whatever else. But but it does seem to be the same story as Towering Inferno, which uh, 
Paul Newman and Steve McQueen and the building sets on fire and everyone has to get out. Was he dropping, was he falling into a building again? Well, it's a lot lower budget, I think. Uh, well, actually, yeah, it was <laughs> very high budget at, at the time, but um, uh, people, you couldn't get Steve McQueen jumping off cranes in the, in the day. He did on a motorbike. He'd be all over that. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, she's taking a year off to be, oh, she? To be an activist. Ooh. Okay. Because so it's her last film before this year of Red Sparrow then. Red Sparrow, yeah. Um, hmm. Which I've got a ticket to see on Tuesday. Advance well, advance release, just saying. Okay. So what's she um, campaigning for then? Uh, Is it the whole Me Too thing then? I think or? I think it's the Time's Up thing, yeah, but it might not yeah. be. Maybe I mean, she might be one of these who just found this really niche thing, like, I don't know. Like Gwyneth Paltrow. Ill treatment of hippos or something. She's like, right, this is it. Hippos are the ones. Can I get, <laughs> get this nailed? <laughs> I'd love that. If she, I don't know, maybe like she, so people are breaking embargoes on the transportation of caterpillars or something. And she's like, right, here we go. I found my cars. <laughs> That'd be great. I mean, I don't, know well, if, I don't know if anyone's doing that, but if they are, they should stop. Well, good for her though. I mean, she's a great actress, so, yeah. but. Yeah, I'm pretty sure one year off wouldn't damage her career in any way. No, it'll all be uh, in a year's time then. Give us the next general off. Because I guess her, her recent films haven't been uh, as big as some of her earlier stuff. Like Passengers got a bit of a backlash. And I don't know, are people excited about Red Sparrow? No, not particularly. But she just has to like team up with the guys who did Civil Lightning Playbook again. What's his name? David O. Russell. Yes, just yeah. team up with him again, basically. Cool. Is she doing something with Amy Schumer? I'm sure they were writing mm-hmm. a film together at one point. Could be. It's not a Barbie film, right? Maybe. Because <laughs> that's all I can link Amy Schumer to. She's doing one called, uh, what's it called? I Feel Pretty. It's, do, you, do you remember Shallow Hal? Uh, I do remember Shallow yeah. Hal. That's a Jack Black film. Yeah. Not reference where basically he he has some spell casting or something where he, he thinks all women are, they, they look on the outside like they are on the inside or something. So they, they look really attractive if they're nice people and they look really unattractive if they're not or something. Yeah. Uh, in this new film starring Amy Schumer, she bangs her head on a treadmill or something or a bike, and uh, believes that she is really pretty. That's the that's the the basis of that film. Okay, I'm looking forward to that already. <laughs> yeah, uh, you got any more news? Um, I know that Jurassic World three is confirmed. Yeah, they, for uh, 2021, uh, June 11th to be specific. I will put it in my diary. Yeah, it's going to be written by Colin Trevorrow again. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Is he yeah, writing? He's... Is he writing the second one? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. Um, what else is there? There's Rush Hour Four is coming. Oh, is it? We talked about that last time. Yeah, we were wondering whether there's going to be another Rush Hour. <laughs> clearly, okay. clearly they heard. They heard the demand was out there. <laughs> yeah. So Chris Tucker has confirmed this too. Chris Tucker. They managed to get Chris Tucker back. I know. His <laughs> his quota is saying this is going to be the rush of all rushes. Does that mean anything? I know. He's not the most eloquent of people. He was very good in uh, Silver Lovers Playbook, speaking of. Um, oh, I, yeah, I completely forgot he was in that. I'm assuming Jackie Chan's coming back for it. Yeah, he will be. Good luck. It's not Rush Hour without Jackie Chan. It's not. I've always said it. Mm. Dev Patel is going to be playing David Copperfield in a new annotation of David Copperfield. Uh, the it's, Dickens character rather than the magician. The, the magician. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking... Um, which I thought Dave, I thought the whole thing with David Copperfield was a kid, but um, apparently it covers quite a lot of his life. I don't think I know anything about David Copperfield, Colin. Can you tell me? Uh, I, I don't know much, really. I get my... <laughs> Can you get your brother to tell me? Yeah, he's, he's probably read it. I, I've not read it. Um, I, I know that he's referenced in the opening line of Catcher in the Rye. That's not my child, is it? Uh, no. Um, I guess it's Dickens, so he's probably born into poverty, uh, worked his way up. Some unspeakable tragedy happened, and then happy ending. <laughs> That's probably probably what will happen. Classic Dickens. Um, I've only read a few Dickens. That's on my list of books to read. So I'll, at some point, I'll have read it. Oh, good for Death Patel, though. I mean, it's, yeah. it's nice to see. Yeah, it's a uh, an actor of color playing a uh, typically Edwardian white boy. Yeah, and I, I Edwardian. Maybe. Is it Edwardian? Georgian. Victorian? It depends when he wrote it, obviously. Um, I, yeah, I think it might be a modernised take. Um, oh, okay. I think. Because, yeah, it's not, it's, not the, it's not the man you'd immediately assume we were playing David Copperfield, but, yeah, why not? Mix it up. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. And he, he was good in Lion anyway, so... Yeah, he's, he's great. Um, I know that Ethan Hawke is to play Nikola Tesla. Oh, really? In a biopic, yes. Oh, 
I'm sure I had someone else who's playing Tesla. I can't remember who it is. So I'll, I'll yeah. go with you, Hoz. Why not? Yeah, no, that's the latest news I heard anyway. Who knows? We keep changing it. How many people are playing Tesla at the moment? Um, okay. Good lad. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen him since uh, Boyhood. Yeah. I saw him in a film called uh, 10,000 Saints the other day. Um, the last few years, I know. David Bowie played Tesla in uh, in The Prestige. Oh, yeah, I remember it. Oh, yes, he definitely did. There was a, a little meme. You know how you know how I'm, I'm young and uh, and cool. I like hip, yeah. I like memes. I mean, Plus, yeah. Um, it had a picture of David Bowie playing Tesla, and then you know that car that Elon Musk has just thrown up into space. Yes, as a Tesla playing David Bowie. Oh, that was pretty good. That is very funny. Uh, right, that's all the news I've got. You got any more news? Uh, I am done, actually. So you, you're familiar, Zijan, with the, uh, the the occasional segment, Things Colin Got Wrong. Uh, get, a quite frequent segment, Don't get your Things Colin Got Wrong. So <laughs> I don't usually listen back to uh, to our podcast. But Why did, did I ever get something wrong now? I did listen back to the last one. No. Just to see how I sounded, you know, with yeah. the illness. And Zijan, you, you cut out the bit where you got Ray Fiennes and Joseph Fiennes mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what bit? What bit? <laughs> So, I don't know. If it's not there, it doesn't exist. It never happened. So I thought the people needed to know. No, they don't. <laughs> Can not... I do the editing for this uh, <laughs> podcast as well? Yeah, maybe if I keep mentioning this every time, I never need to edit it ever again. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Uh, we move on to C or not to Z. Yes. Uh, whether we talk about films we've recently seen and whether you, the listener, should see them or you should not Z them. Uh, have you seen That makes it? no sense. What's to not Z them? <laughs> Have you seen, have you seen a film recently? Uh, yeah, and you know I've seen this because I told you on text anyway. Uh, I saw The Shape of Water mm. uh, last week. Uh, I'm not sure. Have you seen it already? Not yet. I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully tomorrow. So it's the most uh, nominated film in the Academy Awards this year. Mm. It stars uh, Sally Hawkins, Octavia Spencer, and Doug Jones. It's directed by. I'm going to. Definitely butcher this name, but Guillermo del Toro. That sounds that sounds right to me. I, I don't. I'm not Spanish, but that sounds pretty yep. good. Uh, so this film, I think, uh, in I'm pretty sure from the trailers, you can tell that it's um, the story about uh, the character played by Sally Hawkins, who is a mute uh, janitor who falls mm. in love with a mer creature, yes, a sea creature. They don't. She don't. They don't really specify it. So I think the film is very, very, a very beautiful film. Like oh, yes. the setting is. Uh, Amazing the production design, especially it's 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 just stunning. But I don't think I like this as much as like three billboards, which I saw a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And I think my main gripe with this is that the antagonist in this film felt like a caricature. Okay. Of sorts, like he was, he he was basically chewing the scene quite in quite a lot. Of who parts was it? And, in the... Oh, I can't remember it's who. It's not Ben Mendelsohn in this one, is it? Uh, no, I'm getting mixed up. It's different. Right. I don't know. I should have looked it up, but I just I, I just didn't like his character so much that I didn't bother to look it up. Okay. And it just felt like a it felt like a very adult Disney film. Okay. So I don't I don't know how much you love your Disney films, Colin. No. So I'm not sure how much you <laughs> like this. But I think it's a very beautiful film and Sally Hawkins is great in it. I mean, to be able to convey a lot of emotions without having to speak, so that's quite a tough act to do. Um yeah. but I think three billboards is the better film. Okay. Between the two, yeah. Um, I've seen I, Tonya, which uh, oh, is yes. another Best Picture nominee. Um, so it's about Tonya Harding. It stars Margot Robbie as that character. Um, Alison Janney as her mother. Uh, Sebastian Stan as her, her husband. Uh, it's the main cast. Oh, I thought it was outstanding. Big fan. Um, so it's it's a comedy, and it's quite uh-huh. out there. Um, so it's based it's like on... a mockumentary as well, wasn't it? Uh, sort of. So it's based on interviews with um, with, with Tony Harding with her husband, um, or ex-husband, spoilers. Uh, um, and it kind of, it starts off by saying, based on irony free and totally contradict or wildly contradictory interviews with these two. Um, <laughs> so it's it's kind of yeah unreliable narrator, and you even get kind of like breaking the fourth wall. So there'll, there'll be a, a scene where um, there's a great scene where, where uh, Tony Harding is shooting at him and then she just pauses to say I never I never did this this didn't happen and then carries on um, I think that was in the trailers yeah yeah okay yeah so I think it's, it's very funny it's it's clever it's um, great performances I think I mean obviously Margot Robbie is, is nominated and Alison Janney is the favourite to win Best to Supporting win. Actress I thought Sebastian Stan was great as well and there's an actor whose name Paul something I can't remember now but um, he plays the bodyguard and, and he's very good as well hmm. 
Yeah, no, I think it's, it's kind of zips long. And, uh, Michael Robbie's skating is incredible. Um, really? Wow. I mean, they, they kind of sometimes, like for the really tough things, they, they use the double. But she's skating around a lot of it. Like she basically just learned to skate for this for this film. Nice. Um, famously, well, I, I don't think I really knew this, but um, she Tonya Harding was implicated in uh, one of her rivals uh, being attacked. Um, so basically someone tried to break her rival's knee. Um, so there's obviously quite a lot about that in the film. Uh, so it kind of cuts a bit policey, police procedural at one point. But um, yeah, I, I definitely recommend this. I think great performance is a great script. Yeah, definitely great script. Um, I don't think Margaret Robbie's going to win this time, but uh, yeah, she's, she's both, both well. Both well for the five or six uh, DC films she's making. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was uh, I was planning on watching this this weekend as well. Yeah. Like along with Ladybird, which just came out as well. Yeah, I want to watch Ladybird. Yeah, oh, can't wait. It's good. Good week for films. Yeah, so far I'd say this is my favorite film of the year. Uh, nice. Uh, Two months in. Yeah, so I've not seen that many, but uh, it ranks above. Here's, here's a little segue for you. It ranks above Black Panther, um, ah. which is our our main topic of discussion today, where we will speak non-spoilers and then we will speak spoilers, and then we will stop speaking about it. <laughs> We're very, very concise, Colin. Yeah, <laughs> got to be clear. Got to be clear what's happening. Now, Zijan, did you like this film, or are you a racist? <laughs> I enjoyed this film. And it's uh, not because that's a relief. Uh, <laughs> did you like like this film? I did. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, so I'll just give a plot background as Please I do. always do. Yeah. yeah. So, so another Marvel film, and this stars uh, Chadwick Boseman as the titular Black Panther, who we've seen before in the Civil War. Yeah. Um. So in this film, it basically is. Kind of like, is it really an origin story? I can't really say it's an origin no, story. No, I guess, I guess it's not. No, no, because no. we've seen him before, and it's not like he's like learning his yeah, powers. Yeah, you, you don't or see him gain the suit or all the powers or anything. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, um, basically, this story is about him navigating uh, being the king of Wakanda, mm-hmm. um, and he he faces you know um, a lot of pressure from people. Especially his main antagonist, which is played by Michael Mike, B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan, yeah. Yeah, playing a character called Killmonger, which is a it, very it, obvious name. Like, it, if you it, want... At least they do say that it's his nickname. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not actually called Eric Killmonger uh, on his birth certificate. <laughs> it's like, yep, I know what I'm going to grow up to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, who, who... Like, he was just like, I don't know, an attorney or something. <laughs> maybe a librarian or something <laughs> but yeah so basically it's just about him trying to become a good king to Wakanda yeah mm. um, and it all takes yeah it all takes place within a few days of civil war as far as I can work out so he's, he's yeah. been a very busy uh, busy man yeah I had very difficult I had difficulty placing the timeline for this film to be fair yeah uh, at first I thought like where was Captain America going to be it? because spoilers alert in the end of civil war Captain America ended up in Wakanda. Captain uh, so, America's in a, in a prison, isn't he? I mean, uh, no, no, no. He ended up in Wakanda. Oh, he did, didn't he? Post post credit yes. scene, yeah. Of course he did. Yes. With uh, with um, with Bucky. Bucky, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, let's well, let's go through the let's go through the main cast. So we've got, uh, uh, as you say, Chadwick Boseman back. Uh, yeah. Very regal. Very. Uh, yeah, I love him though. He like he strong, powerful has, character. He has this presence, you know, like you could feel, you could tell that he's a king. Like he, he, yeah. I think it was it was brave. Not really not brave, but um, it was nice to kind of see. He's not kind of a jokey, quippy. He's not another Iron Man or an Ant Man or or even a what Spider Man like or everyone now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he has one or two kind of amusing moments, but basically, yeah, they're the same. Right, he's a yeah, very serious character. He's very soft spoken. Like he doesn't lash out with emotions or anything either. He's just very, he's very controlled. Yes, yeah. I, I mean, he, he has a he likes a fight, but uh, but still, yeah, he doesn't like rage on. No, uh, then you say Eric Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan, the great Michael B. Jordan. Um, I, I love, well, I love Michael B. Jordan as an actor, um, and he, so he's done three films of Ryan Coogler now, the director, uh, Fruitvale Station, Creed, and now this. Mm. Incredibly charismatic. Um, I'd say he ranks up there as one of the greatest Marvel villains. He uh, does. Personally. I think that's because. I think one 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 thing that helps him a lot is that because his goals are more personal. 
Yeah, so I don't think it's, it's spoiling anything too much to say. Basically, he he wants to be the king. I think that's, yeah. that's fairly obvious from the trailers. Yeah, but uh, he doesn't want to like take over the world or you know shoot a light up into space again. No, I mean I, we'll talk more about him in in spoilers, I guess. But um, yeah, and no, I think there's suddenly it's not it's much more morally ambiguous than some of these. So it's uh, you can see where he's coming from. You can understand his point of view. Yeah, uh, I say great charismatic actor. I can't. I think. I, yeah, almost kind of acts Chadwick Boseman off the screen at times. I think certainly, whilst Chadwick Boseman has gone for a very somber, uh, quiet character, he's he's very much he's not kind of crazy out there, but he's he's yeah lights up the screen. He's there enough. <laughs> yeah, let's go. For, let's go for Shuri. Uh, so Shuri, played by Letitia Wright, is is T'Challa's sister. Yeah, uh, and a genius inventor. Basically, the Q. Basically, the Q. Uh, I loved her. I thought she was great. I I loved her. So yeah. she's she's amazing. Like, like ah uh, yeah, her character is amazing. Like she's she's spunky and yes. bright and oh, it's, uh, it's like a great sibling relationship. Because I guess the the only time when T'Challa doesn't seem really serious is, is when he's with his kid sister mm. or his little sister. And I'm surprised I'm not heard of the actress before this as well because she's amazing. Yeah, apparently she's going to be in um, Ready Player One, so we'll see more of her oh, wow. uh, very soon. Yeah, I'd, I'd never come across her before. Um, yeah, I think r- rumor is there's big things for her in the uh, in the MCU, which mm. I'm I'm all in favour of. Nakia, as played by Lupita Nyong'o. Nyong'o. I wasn't. I thought this was underwritten. To be honest, I didn't. I, shouldn't, I didn't think she had much to do. Um, well, she was there mostly as the love interest for T'Challa, I guess. Yeah, and and this will surprise you, but I I didn't really like this this romantic subplot. (laughs) Why? Why, Colin? You know how I love romantic subplots, but um, I don't know, I just didn't really buy it. I think she she didn't have enough screen time. They didn't... They were kind of exes at the start, weren't they? Yeah, they were exes, But it never never really goes into it, and then they just occasionally... I mean, it's quite amusing bits saying, oh, did did he freeze when he spoke to her? Oh, yes, he froze. I froze up. But um, but it didn't really seem to go anywhere uh, considering that she's one of one of two Oscar winners I believe in this film yeah. um, I thought she was a bit wasted oh okay uh, no I'm going to get this wrong but um, Okoye 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 yep yeah um, she was part of the Dora Milaje I think yep who was played by Danai Gurira yeah so um, uh, notably described towards the start of the film as uh, these Grace Jones looking chicks um, yep <laughs> Uh, warriors, shaven-headed warriors. What a personal bodyguards of. Yeah. King. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, fearsome. <laughs> Definitely fearsome. I like. I like her as well. I like. I like the way she was portrayed. Like Dana Guerrero uh, plays uh, Mikon in The Walking Dead. Okay. I'm not sure whether you've seen The Walking Dead. No. But but she's she's a tough person <laughs> in The Walking Dead. She's very very tough. She she wields a huge sword if I'm not mistaken. And she chops off zombie heads like nobody's business. Okay. So uh, I'm not surprised she can play this very well. She she's she's tough. She plays the character well. I, I fair enough. Uh, and she like is married to possibly or engaged to or something. Um, Wakabi, as played by Daniel Kaluuya, who has gotten really big last uh, from his film in Get Out. Yeah, he's huge now. Again, his he he was he was fine. He seemed to wasn't one of the main focus he did what he did very well hmm. his motivation's a little less clear I thought yeah he's been on the dime a little bit but uh, I guess they just needed him to like move the plot along yeah and kind of represent this other tribe yeah, in, he, in Wakanda he felt like that uh, speaking of the tribes of Wakanda we had uh, Umbaku the the white gorilla yeah <laughs> they wisely not decided not to call him man ape as I believe he's called in the comics um, <laughs> Can't really do these days, um, which is very fair enough. Uh, yeah, he's he, quite imposing. Like I said, not a huge plotline, but but yeah, he he was one of the. It's true in the comics, if I'm not mistaken, if I can remember it clearly as well, that he was uh, he was one of the main contenders for the throne. The right. white gorilla tribe is one of the main, um, well, one of the antagonists of the Black Panther in the comics as well. Right. Okay. So I think it's fair to have him in it. And his tribe lives up in the mountains, yep. which looks a bit rubbish, to be honest. I'd be annoyed if, if I thought I lived. Um, yeah, you you get the mountains, we get you know the plains. Yeah. It's basically like Scar in the Lion King. Yeah. You get to live among the bones, <laughs> while we, um, yeah, we'll get everything else. Yep. Where the sun touches. 
Um, speaking of Lion King, I think For- is Forrest Whitaker going to be in the new Lion King? Anyway, he's the other Oscar winner in this film, playing his jury. Got uh, some good gravitas to it, uh, I thought. Mm-hmm. He's always good. Like him. Um, let's move on to the white people. Uh, yeah, two of them. Two of them. Uh, Ulysses Claw, Andy Serkis, I thought was outstanding. I, 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 I loved him in this. So, <laughs> just really, I mean, really out there. We His said, accent changed. I mean, he's still South African. I think I did. I watched Age of Ultron again the other day, actually, and I think he's changed a bit since then. But, uh, it sounded very different from what I remember in Age of Ultron. I think it's more over the top, perhaps, but it was. Uh, it's still the same British accent. But yeah, he's. Uh, I say he got his arm cut off in Age of Ultron, so he's now got a uh, a fake arm. Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. I, I think there are three great performances in this film for me. Um, Go on. Which are yeah, Michael B. Jordan, uh, Letitia Wright. And uh, Andy Circus. Okay. Um, I think oh, those are all standing me. Um, we've also got uh, Martin Freeman returning uh, to play Everett Ross. Okay, this one, his accent definitely changed. Yes. Because he... I remember his accent was awful. Yeah. He... <laughs> Maybe he's been doing some practice on Fargo or something, but yeah, he, uh, I agree with this. He actually sounded American this time. Yes, as opposed to what I no idea what it was before. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I I thought he he had certainly a bit more to do than last time. He, he did it well. well. He he was the guy who was supposed to play the outsider, right? The one who discovers Wakanda, I guess. Yeah, seeing it from the outsider's perspective, our point of view, really. Yeah, didn't didn't try and steal the scenes or anything like that. So, but um, yeah, I I think he's probably got quite a lengthy contract. Maybe he's a kind of the, if Samuel L. Jackson steps back, he might be the kind of the guy who turns up for a few minutes in each film or something like that. I don't know. But, um, okay, well. Yeah, I think what I like about this film a lot, as you mentioned, this there's a huge cast of characters. Yeah, we've gone through quite a lot. Yeah, it's a huge, huge cast of characters, but you can, it's like not many characters. I think you can understand where most of the characters come from, like you can understand their motives. Like the characters are developed well, like you can you can understand you know, why why they react the way they do. I I even liked uh what's her name Angela Bennett. Uh, Angela Bassett, isn't it? Uh, Angela Bassett, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, so I didn't mention her, did you? But she, she's the queen, yes. well, she's the mother of, of T'Challa, isn't she? Um, yeah, exactly. And I, I liked her a lot, because, and, and they all lent a lot of gravitas to the film. They, they were all great. I liked them a lot. I think what what surprised me, and, and I think it's great, is, is I, I obviously I knew this was kind of a, a black cast and, and, and crew and writer and, and, and director, maybe. Um, I guess I, I hadn't, realized it was going to be quite so african um which i think is is very brave and and, and a great call because obviously it's set in a in a fictional african country yeah but rather than just having a lot of kind of um black characters they, they really embraced african culture mm. uh, in terms of yeah what the places look like what the people sound like what they dress like the, the, the ways they interact and i mean i'm very very far from an expert in african culture but i think i was, I was listening to another podcast and they're saying yeah, if this film was made five, ten years ago, Black Panther would have spent the entire time in America. Like you'd, you'd have an opening scene in Wakanda and then you'd go over there. But they're kind of unafraid to say, right, now this is a film about Wakanda. Uh, yeah. Let's let's set it there. Let's do it there. And I think that's, yeah. that's great. That's good. That's good. That's outstanding. Um, what do you think of Wakanda as a place to live? It's beautiful though, isn't it? It's nice. Like, yeah. It's a very beautiful place. Like I love that waterfall place where they had the fight yeah, scene. Yeah, that was the... That's so awesome. Standout scene, yeah. Yeah, yeah like where you see, beautiful. where you look up and you see all the colors, the different colors of the different tribes. Wow, I, I would like to visit Wakanda. Yeah, because I think a lot of these, a lot of these places, they say it's this paradise or this uh, technology advance. You look at them and think, well, this this seems like a terrible place to live. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think yeah, you kind of I imagine people living there, kind of going yeah, going to the markets. Kind of I think Thanos. Why doesn't he live there? He's sitting on some <laughs> floating bit of rock. It looks terrible. <laughs> come, down, come down to Wakanda. And yeah, beautiful. Uh, was, oh, yeah, for those who haven't seen it, it's, it's, it's a, they've got huge technological advancements because of the vibranium in, mm-hmm. in the soil. And they've decided to hide away from the rest of the world. A bit like, just a bit like Wonder Woman, I guess, in some ways. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, they've kind of cloaked their country. So to the outside world, they think it's just kind of a, a poor African nation and it, the film deals, deals with some really quite advanced themes in terms of it's not just defending the nation. It's kind of thing, well, do we have a, a duty to help other countries? Yep. To take refugees, to, to uh, use our technology, use our power. To help other countries, yeah. Um, which you wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily expect to see in an MCU 
film. It's quite topical. It is very topical. Yeah. Mm. Vibranium's come on a long way, hasn't it? <laughs> Since um, Captain America's shield. Yeah, because like, basically it's just really bulletproof and re- really strong. But apparently now it's kind of yeah, it's got healing powers. If you put it into wounds, it can uh, build trains. Yeah. It can. Just, yeah. I'm pretty sure those things didn't exist in the comics. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Just chuck chuck some vibranium at it. Job done. So I mean, is this is is uh, Shuri a genius or does he just whatever the problem <laughs> is? He's like, oh, chucking some vibranium. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she was born out well given given that she was born in what kind of race there who knows what the vibranium has in fact on her yeah that's true you think it's all yeah. so in fact the, and the, so the Black Panther costume is made of vibranium yes I'll be honest I, I don't maybe this is just me I, I didn't really like the costume the, the way it kind of just kind of almost like Blood, a kind of purple. microscopic level just appears because you've got this thing where you put on this necklace and it springs from the necklace or something. You don't, it just seems to just appear I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> but those are minor gripes. Yes, no, it's not not a big issue at all. But, <laughs> and it wasn't like they. I guess, yeah, I guess again a few years ago that would have been a huge one. Look how amazing our technology is. Whereas this is kind of just like there you go. It's a yep. good, good way of getting the costume on without having to film scenes where you put the costume on. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, fair enough. No, I don't, I don't know if this is just me. I'm, I'm probably. It, it seems a little <laughs> bit of a shame to me that mm, I don't think any of the cast. Mm-hmm. Or at least none of the named cast were born in Africa. Wasn't Lupita Nyong'o? Well, so I think she grew up in Africa, and there's, I yeah. think she was born in Mexico. But um, and, and there's okay. no, I think Denai, uh, Denai, Denai, yeah, yeah, uh, may have grown up there as well. But um, and I'm, I think it's, obviously it's common leaps and bounds. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm wondering whether kind of all these kind of Americans and, and British people kind of doing African accents, whether this is going to be looked back on in ten, twenty years' time as a uh, as being insensitive or, yeah. or I, I have no idea maybe not but um, I think is on, on the other hand I said that Ryan Coogler I think was very apparently very insistent to say oh, he wants to go and spend time in Africa because he doesn't want to just say just because I'm an African American means I understand where they're coming from and it's only mm. on, on screen it it suddenly comes through as, as being very true to Africa as opposed to trying to put an American view of it mm. yeah are there any um, any Chinese superheroes uh, Amadeus Cho is he? Amadeus Cho is um Asian American, yeah, right. Chinese American. He's the yeah the tenth smartest person in the world. The tenth, the tenth. Well, that's very precise. Okay. That's very precise. They did measure it. I'm pretty sure he was the tenth smartest person in the Marvel universe. You take that, wouldn't you? He was number mm. one. Uh, yeah, like it's probably like Reed Richards. Yeah, okay. But that's because his powers like helps him extend his um nerve cells as well so it makes him uh, even smarter than cheating, what he does because he can stretch it right okay <laughs> that, that's the mythos anyway <laughs> that's, that's, that's how to learn things just stretch your brain a bit fair enough yeah but yeah I, I don't think there are many Asian superheroes out there no no not that I can think of because mm. uh, this, this definitely didn't feel like tokenism did it it felt like they had a story they wanted to, to tell yeah. So I, I don't think that Disney, Marvel are just going kind of like, right, well, ticking that box, right, next one, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's have an Asian superhero. Yeah, I hope that's not what they're, how they're doing these things. But um, well, it's, it's, well, that's what Disney is doing with um, their cartoons, though. Like, pretty much every culture is being taken. Right. Have, it, have, have it their own princess. That's true, that's true. Well, I guess, mm. uh, I mean, it's great. It's, it feels weird to kind of bracket this with Wonder Woman, just kind of like, look, it's a superhero film that doesn't feature a white man in the lead. But... I, mean, I guess that's sad truth there's, there's very few and far between and it seems to have the same kind of impact in terms of people who hadn't previously seen themselves represented in yeah. that kind of role now have that opportunity um, people always talk about the kind of kids seeing say young uh, black children now be able to see themselves effectively or see, see people who look like them on, on in these heroic roles which is fantastic I think it's true yeah I think it's important I really do think it's important yeah. As I say, when I was younger, I was watching Disney films. Like the person, the character I was most understand the most was Mulan. Yeah. Because she was the same culture as me, and it's good to see her, my culture represented. But I mean, it's great. Because I, I, like I, I did hear someone saying like, "Oh, you've already got Blade." It's like really. Um, <laughs> the fact that you've had one black character like twenty years ago. <laughs> that was a while back. Yeah. I've not even seen Blade. No, I've not seen Blade. But, was it Wesley Snipes? Wesley Snipes, who were. Uh, we discovered well, fairly recently to... wanted to get a Black Panther film. Yeah, he was supposed to direct the Black Panther film as well, yeah. And, and star, I think. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of glad they didn't go that way. 
Uh, no, no disrespect to Wesley, Wesley Snipes, but um, <laughs> actually a little bit of disrespect to Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yeah. I've um, not seen the Blade films before, so I've no, I I've can't seen, really Demolition comment. Man and uh, some of the Expendables films. So. Good. There you go. Should we go to spoilers? Yes. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. I'm going to cough to indicate the fact spoilers. <laughs> no, you don't. That's like every other second. It's a spoilers cough. Yeah, I'm going to cut most of them out. I might leave that one in. Uh, okay. So so Wakanda is this really advanced nation. Yes. Is, I should say, I think it's a really good film. I really enjoyed it. I'd like to watch it again. But um, this is where I pick holes on it. Lots of holes. Yeah. Lots of tiny holes, though. Yeah. So it's a really advanced nation, um, and yet the way they decide who their king is is to have a fight in a waterfall. It's that, a beautiful waterfall. It's, it is very beautiful. But that's, to quote Monty Python, that's, that's no basis for a system of government. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he, so for, uh, towards the beginning of the film, he, he has his powers taken away by drinking some magic thingy. Yeah. So it's a well, fair fight. And he, he fights, he fights him, it's, it's Mbaku, isn't it? Well, maybe democracy isn't the most advanced way of governing. Governing. Yeah, maybe. But on the other hand, it clearly yeah. is. <laughs> In what way? Like, you know, fighting to the death? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's more advanced than democracy. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> you think they tried democracy for a bit and they're like, no. We found, yeah. a, be- we found a better way. Our king should be whoever is best at fighting in water. <laughs> But, but it was each of the tribes sending, deciding whether they want to send someone over to like compete, right? I mean, it's better than our system of monarchy, where it's just you having to be born into a particular family, so fair enough. Yeah. I'd love to see the queen fight someone in the waterfall. <laughs> in water, you know, in the waterfall. <laughs> That'd be great. I think she'll be good, though. Do you? <laughs> I think I'd... she's tough. <laughs> I think she would She would go over the edge fairly quickly. I, I, I kind of say in that it was, it was quite it was a, it was a fun fight it did, did well but I did see that when uh, T'Challa was kind of basically leaning out over the edge of the waterfall he's like come on you've lost this just give in he's like really? <laughs> I reckon you could both go over anyway yeah yeah, but he gave in though so it was so all, it, it so all worked it out worked. well in the end yeah what's next? Uh, what else we got? Let's should we, oh, should we jump straight to post credits? yeah let's do post credits so we discover Bucky uh, still in Wakanda yep I'm based well, on the, the Civil War was like the week before or something. He's only he was in that coma for like a, a week maybe. We already, already nailed it. It's weird because I thought they put him in cryo-freeze as well. Yeah. Wasn't it? In the, that was a waste of cryo-freeze. Like, okay, I, that's, that's part of my confusion with this whole timeline. Like, okay. Yeah, I mean... I think that's probably my main gripe. Like, I don't, I don't know when this film was set <laughs> in the Marvel timeline. Like, the Marvel timeline does seem to be unnecessarily complicated. But. Yeah, like in, in 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 Civil War. So what happened in Civil War was that um, T'Challa's father died. Yes. So he became king. Yes. And then he went and helped them in the airport scene, helped Iron Man. Yes. So did this happen? No, this can't happen before that because. Now this is all um, after. This is all after that. Yeah, because Shuri said that they got another white guy. In. And they show a news news report, don't they, of saying we found Baron Zemo. Yeah. So, but if it was asked after that, why 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 isn't Captain America helping them fight Killmonger? Like, what what's he doing? Growing growing his beard. I'd forgotten that he he'd escaped at the end of the because he brought them Bucky, didn't he? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the whole whole team. He's I'm sure his beard. we'll find out in Infinity. Yeah, he's like I can't I can't possibly go outside. It's so patchy right now. <laughs> <laughs> You just need to stay back here. I mean, I guess maybe, uh, maybe you shouldn't. Uh, I know I've I've, I've uh, said that I'm not a big fan of their system of government, but if you have a white guy whose whose surname is literally America coming in to say, right, I'll sort this out, that probably isn't going to be the best uh, <laughs> best for the people. Um, but yeah, Bucky. Uh, apparently, uh, he's now fine. His his mind has been unwiped. I don't think we were told that. In the film itself, but apparently there's a like prequel comic or something where Shuri has mm. figured it out, probably with some vibranium. <laughs> it's always going to be a vibranium. Yeah, just, just, just look at vibranium <laughs> prove it. That'll do you. <laughs> I, I think this post credit scene cements the fact that I'm never going to wait for another post credit scene ever again. Oh, I like this one. I, I, the the first one, the kind of mid credits where they just at the UN saying, "Be nice to each other. Don't be like Donald Trump," um, which was fine, but didn't seem to achieve anything. But I, I kind of like this. No, but but we know that Bucky's there anyway because Shuri mentioned it earlier. The only That's true. Well, the, the end of the confusion because right to the end of the film, we're jumping around all over the place. Right? Um, 
so T'Challa buys up quite a few places in Oakland in America. He's bought up these kind of flats where his where, where Killmonger grew up, um, and basically says to Shuri that she can like run a science division there. And then like next scene, she's in back in Africa, so she's clearly flying all over the place. Maybe she does her whole teleporting thing, like you know, she can control cars oh, from yes. Wakanda, doesn't she? So we had a great, uh, yeah, great car chase where she's, yeah, driving the I car. That was my favorite scene from the entire, uh, the favorite action scene from the film. Yeah, I'd say that. I, I, well, I think I, I'm not sure if the waterfall scenes count as action scenes. I thought they were beautiful, but um, yeah, this is great use so of technology. And cool. um, we see it again with Everett Ross fly, flying a plane in the mm. same way which felt like it was just there to give him something to do but <laughs> it was though it was though it was pretty much useless mm. oh look you're a pilot too right oh yeah <laughs> you can fly stuff and shoot planes down by mm. the way did the planes have people in it because that would be sucky yeah I, don't, I, I think probably not but so again I mean this is crazy vibrating you can do anything but it's uh, it was fun and um, when the car fell apart in America, that was, that was good. Yeah, there, there was a question whether there's a kind of a, a Bucky Shuri romantic subplot brewing. Uh, uh, not some, some people's just the ages are too. So I think she's 24, the actress, but I think she's playing 16 year old. So um, yeah, is a Bucky like 100 years old? That's a bit weird. Yeah, well, Captain but, America and Sharon Carter. He's yeah, I don't know. I I, I kind of I picked up on those vibes, but I don't know if that was just that's probably just to give them the possibility, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, should we go back to Killmonger? So we discovered that he, um, he his father was father killed was by T'Challa's father. And they were brothers. And they were brothers, yeah. So um, so he comes back to claim the throne. And this mm-hmm. is, I think this is where, um, I say I've talked about it being morally ambiguous. You think, well, fair enough. They've got a system of government where someone challenges someone else. He has. He's in the bloodline. He's basically doing everything by the book. Why? Why should we be on the other guy's side? Why should Why should we not be on Killmonger's side? And I think for a lot of the film, you could pick either. One. And he's been very badly treated. Like he's been abandoned. Yeah, his father was killed, and he was yep. abandoned. Um, and they think, yeah, fair, fair play. I can see why you're annoyed. I think that was the point, right? Isn't it to give him more of a? I think so. Um, and they almost did it too much. You're thinking, well, why on earth should we support Black Panther or T'Challa? Because he's the king. Yeah, but so was, I mean, and then Killmonger kind of goes a bit crazy. And he's like, "Let's burn all these magic." So there's these kind of magic plants that you need to yes become the Black Panther. And he's like, "Yeah, destroy them all!" And, and then oh, and, all the weapons out, and Wakanda's going to rule the entire globe. Yes. Um, so then I can think, well, okay, well, I'm not sure you got the manpower for that. To be honest, um, <laughs> that's a huge administrative burden. Uh, <laughs> You can barely keep your five tribes. But, um, well, maybe they'll do it like the the Wakandan way. So they'll just have a fight. Yeah. In the waterfalls. Yes. Oh, look, China, let's have a fight. Yeah. What about- in the waterfall. Send your strongest person. It's going to be pretty rubbish if you go into like Holland or something where the tallest waterfall is probably like, I don't know, two meters <laughs> or something. <laughs> like, right, here we go. <laughs> That's why your waterfall. <laughs> it's like, okay, we're going, we're going to have to like just fight in this infinity pool. <laughs> That's why you do it. So I think it, it was almost almost felt like a cop out to say, okay, now he's going crazy and wants to destroy everything because mm. they, they'd written it so that yeah he was very sympathetic, and yeah so so he kills Claw, Claw's gone. Yeah, which was a shame though, because Claw was one of the main antagonists of Black Panther in the comics. Mm. And I say Andy Serkis was outstanding in this. I really loved him. So I, it was, and, and I say, and Killmonger dies at the end as well. So it was, it was a shame that I think the two of the three best. Uh, characters in this are no more. Oh, sure he's there, though. Sure he's still there, yeah. I'm hoping they don't bring them back, though, because I think it needs to mean something. I, I like Agent Coulson. Yeah. Although, well, if, you, if you only watch the films, you might not know Agent Coulson's back. No, that's true. Uh, yeah, Vibranium, though. Who knows what Vibranium can do? They can do anything with Vibranium. I'm sure they can. I can't. And uh, towards the end, I thought Killmonger was kind of going to... almost kind of like a Loki character was going to um, switch over, but... um. I know, quite, and again, there's another kind of theme that you don't often get in Marvel film, or mm-hmm. well, never would, but where he says, well, yeah, was it to bury me at sea so I can be like my ancestors who knew that uh, death was better than bondage? And just, mm-hmm. just to kind of bring in that slavery, and I think, yeah, okay, um, that was definitely his experience because he's, he's an African American. Uh, he, yeah, born and grew up in America. He's 
kind of making this point saying what 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 you guys in this African country who haven't looked outside your borders mm. you haven't appreciated the instruments. And I think yeah, really quite deep. Uh and not kind of you're not really hit over the head with it. But it's saying, yeah, these are their experiences and their 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 concerns. Yeah. They do that really well. I like yeah. that a lot. What about the speculation? Okay. That this the last Infinity Stone is in Wakanda. Yeah, that seems pretty definite. So from the Infinity War trailer yeah. Well, a lot of it seems to happen in Wakanda. It's only a lot of battles, I think. People suggesting that the the, so the meteor, yeah, so the meteor that originally caused vibranium to be in the, in the Earth might be the might also contain the Soul Stone. Yep, and like the Soul Stone contains powers that allows you to recall the date and stuff yes. like that. And they did that in Black Panther because he astrally project himself mm. to see his uh, his father and speak to them. So it is quite likely that the soul stone is Wakanda. Yeah, and it so because he, he he loses well he kind of loses his battle against Killmonger and then falls off this waterfall but then they yeah. apparently doesn't die for some reason and then they lift, take him to the mountains and yeah what's what's the point of having to battle to a death where you can't die from falling off a waterfall there yeah they should it's really like, sort out their waterfall uh, <laughs> it's probably like a giant cushion at the bottom so I mean they're, they're gonna have to use the soul stone to bring someone back just to prove the powers of the soul stone but, yeah. Um, I mean, part of me, I've, having said I, don't, I wouldn't want to brought back, if if in Infinity War they bring back Killmonger and he's to join their side or something like that, I, I'd, I'd be on board with that, I guess. Mm. Yeah, the ancestral plane, I, I thought it was beautiful again, beautiful, beautiful shots, kind of purple skies and um, African people. I really like the fact that, yeah, so when T'Challa went to the astro- ancestral plane, he was in this kind of traditional African setting. Mm. But when Killmonger went into it, it had the same beautiful skies on view, but he was in back in his, his American... Uh, apartment, yes, uh, which I thought was great to kind of say, yeah, what what you see is is what you know effectively. Um, yeah, I thought that was a really clever uh, idea. Uh, so one of the one of the rumors is that Shuri mm. is going to be the new Iron Man. Well, I know they did have uh, a black teenage girl yeah. Iron Man in the comics, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. which on the one hand you kind of think it kind of defeats the point of a lot of this if you just say, oh yeah, black teenage girl, yeah. The, just, tra- yeah, just another one. <laughs> yeah, let's um, put her in. But on the other hand, I mean, I, th- I think obviously they're going to be moving on some of the bigger names. I mean, they can't afford to keep paying Robert Downey Jr. what they're paying him. Um, <laughs> and he's done, I don't know, eight films or something, whatever it is now. Probably not quite that many, but uh, she might be. I don't know whether they're going to do this thing where they replace the characters like with with, with alternatives, like a new Iron Man, a new Thor, or whatever else, or whether they're going to go down the route of bringing new characters to your Captain Marvels whatever else yeah well I was never a fan of that in the comic books to be fair like I don't see I don't see the point of it like let, mm. let them be them and then create new characters for the because I think Shuri can stand on her own yeah it's a great just, character just say she's so, Shuri because apparently she becomes Black Panther in the comics at some point but okay but, but yeah I think because even yeah obviously in the comics you get you had loads of different Iron Man I guess loads of different Hulks whatever else but no one thinks of anyone other than Bruce Banner as being the Hulk you could, if you just suddenly say, okay, now Amadeus Cho is the Hulk or, or General Ross is the Hulk or whatever else, it just seems just stretching out. And it always comes back to being Bruce Banner or or, or the original Thor or whatever else eventually. So mm. yeah, I, I agree. I, I think, I mean, I wouldn't be against it, but I think it's le- unlikely they're going to go in that direction. Uh, are we, yeah. Have we covered all, all the things we want to say about uh, Black Panther? Pretty much so, yeah. Like, the, the, um, I think all in all, I enjoyed this film a lot. I think especially since the last three films that I saw from Marvel, they, they always feature a wisecracking person yes, <laughs> as the are. titular character. It became a bit you know, bland. And I think what yeah. Black Panther did was it freshened up the whole uh, Marvel scene. Well, I think it's it the, feels... whole, the whole f- recent Marvel films where they are pushing the boat out a bit, maybe not as much as Fox are, but um, yeah, to say, okay, Thor's now a comedy, Spider-Man's a high school, kind of John Hughes type film. This is a... yeah. Very much a kind of African thing. Just saying, rather than just doing the same thing over and over. Although I did read um, here online, which hadn't struck me at all, that this is basically exactly the same storyline as, as Thor Ragnarok. So you've got a young prince whose whose father is dying, who's died, and he's becoming king. Uh, <laughs> he's got this relative that he wasn't aware of who comes in to claim uh, the <laughs> throne. Uh, it's um, and he has to team up with his kind of former enemy in order to take him down. It's it's a uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, in that sense, yeah. But it feels fresh, though, for some reason. It does, like, and that's probably half the storyline of Hamlet, anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> um, 
There you go. Good times. Uh, I say I, I think you and I not being not not being uh, black, we're not going to experience this in the same way that some other people will experience it. But uh, mm. but it, everyone can enjoy it. It's doing very well at the box office, so I think. Uh, Good for them. I hope there's a Black Panther too. I'm it's quite likely, isn't absolutely it? Absolutely sure there will be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we move on to Actor Factor, um, where we talk about the films of a particular actor. And this week it is John Goodman. Which I did not know until <laughs> you told me about Flintstones. <laughs> yes. So the Flintstones guy who played Fred Flintstone. Oh, that's, that's a terrible thing to know John Goodman for. <laughs> <laughs> he did a lot of voice acting. I didn't know that. So I've seen... The Quite a few films. Hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine films at least. Okay, I've seen sixteen of his films um, and a few of his TV things as well. Shall I, shall I kick us off? So, so he's done quite yes, a few things with um, uh, with the Coen Brothers. Uh, so I don't know if you've seen a lot of Coen Brothers films, but um, like he, none. Okay, so uh, Barton Fink, The Big Lebowski, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, Inside Lynn Davis. Um, he's not always a star or any of those. So he, he's quite a, he's got a big role in Barton Fink particularly, but. Um, He's one of their go-to guys, like a like a George Clooney or else, where they um, will reuse him quite a lot. Uh, Coen Brothers films, I, I've I'm not the world's biggest fan. I think they I I do tend to enjoy them when I watch them, but um, they they seem slightly overanalyzed in some ways. You get the kind of films that people love to do, like uh, YouTube videos analyzing them or else um, things like so. Inside Lou and Davis, I really enjoyed Oscar Isaac. I think it's on good form, but uh, I'm not sure whether. Everything that people think they mean in it, they really mean in it. Um, okay, I could be wrong. Maybe I think they are very thoughtful filmmakers. So Big Lebowski isn't my favourite. It's kind of a bit, a bit more druggy than I than I enjoy. Um, I, so I'd probably rank Inside Lewin Davis and Barton Fink as my favourites of those. I've not uh, seen any of them. What's Inside Lewin Davis about then? Uh, so Oscar Isaac plays a folk singer in New York, I think, um, and he's got this kind of. Oh, I think his former girlfriend, um, played by Kerry Mulligan. Uh, plot-wise, there's not masses going on, so he basically he sings us some songs and runs around, and he loses his cat, and, and then finds his cat. What? Um, but it's it's very much more about the kind of the character and the atmosphere. In fact, I, saw, I read an interview with him where basically saying we added the cat bit in because we realised there wasn't any plot. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Wonder why. Um, Barton thinks about a guy in a in a hotel. He's trying to sell movie scripts, if I remember rightly. Uh, okay. A, a brother out there, I think, is a retelling of. Oh, I think it's the Odyssey, but it could be the Iliad. Yeah, the, the Big Lebowski is is is, is effectively a takeoff of the Big Sleep, but with a stoner and some bowlers. They do some weird stuff. Um, okay, and John Goodman's in all three of them. He's in all, all of those. Um, obviously, that's that was four. Um, but not not main characters, there, I guess. I say Barton Fink. I think he's the, probably the second biggest character in it. But yeah, a lot of them is. Um, Supporting roles, yeah. Now I'm sure mm. you'll have seen him in Monsters Inc. and well, he's heard him in Monsters Inc. and Monsters University. Yes, I have, as well as the other animated films of Cars. Oh yes, The Princess and the Frog and The Emperor's New Groove. Oh, I didn't know you done those. Okay. Yeah, mm. and I would just like to talk. Well, I think the one I want to talk about is the very underrated The Emperor's New Groove. Okay. Yeah, have you seen that film before? I have not. It's it's a very underrated Disney film. I think a lot of people do not know that it's uh, it's out there. Really, it's it tells the story about a spoiled prince in South America, I guess, and who who gets turned into a llama. Spoiler alert! Okay. Is yeah. it anything to do with the Emperor's new clothes? Uh no, <laughs> nothing to do with that whatsoever. But I think it's probably one of the funniest, if not the funniest, Disney film I've seen. Okay. Yeah, I think I can quote many of the lines right now as well. It's 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 just hilarious and it's it's very underrated film. That's why I would recommend anyone to watch that. If you love like any of the Disney, this, things that Disney puts out, this is probably up there one of the best that no one knows of. Okay. Um, so I'm looking at this. To be honest, a lot of the films on here, I didn't actually know he was in. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. him being in them. He's he's one of those kind of. I mean, I think he's always solid. Um, but things like so, I've gone down as Evan Almighty, Coyote Ugly. Um, you love Evan Almighty, Colin, don't you? No, it's rubbish. Um, <laughs> it stars your favorite person, Lauren Graham. Sure, uh, Gamble Trumbo, Patriot State. I, I don't really remember him doing anything much in those films. I think he's yeah, it's difficult to judge. Trumbo actually, I thought it was a great turn from Brian Cranston, who's very very good, and that film itself was a bit uh, heavy-handed. But um, uh, I'd say my favorite though is probably uh, Argo, which Ooh. so um, it's only up there. So he um, 
he's one of the guys who's back in the US. So Argo is all about trying to get some people out of uh, hostages out of Iran, effectively. Um, or yeah, and uh, the way they do it is to pretend they're making a sci-fi film. And uh, yeah, John Goodman uh, alongside either Alan Arkin or Alan Alder, I always get them mixed up, um, is is back in the US and kind of trying to help this roll out. But yeah, one best uh, best film. Mm. I'm not sure it's been remembered as fondly as it was at the time, but uh, I really enjoyed it. Probably not. Uh, I I've seen him in The Artist. Yeah. So one yeah. best best film as well. It's probably my favorite film of his, really. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it uh, it's a black and white film. I think that was probably part of its selling point, really. And silent. And yeah. silence, yeah. And it, it it's very nostalgic, as like La La Land was last year, I think, and that helped it a lot mm. as well. Mm. But I enjoyed the film a lot. It was a very beautiful film. And the worst one? Probably Ivan Almighty. <laughs> okay. I'm going to the Flintstones. Um. Yeah, either that or Kong Skull Island. I hate the Kong Skull Island. Really? Well. I didn't yeah, mind I didn't. that. Uh, I mean, it wasn't brilliant. And yeah, I think quite flawed in many ways, but I didn't hate it. Uh, Tom Peterson is not a great no, he wasn't action a hero. Actor, no. Yeah, and Brie Larson was wasted. But uh, mm. there you go. Flintstones, I think, was the second film I ever saw in the cinema. Really? Wow. There you go. Um, who are we talking about for next time's Actor Factor? Okay, I should have researched this because I'm not too sure whether you've done him before. Okay. Have you done Eddie Murphy before? No. No, I don't think so. Let's do Eddie Murphy. Eddie then. Murphy. Excellent. Um, we move on to uh, our quiz. This time it's on the Ardman films. Yes. Have you seen any other films? Uh, I've seen a f- few of them. Uh, yeah. Maybe, Good. maybe three. That's maybe probably two. better than... Um, <laughs> I've, I've definitely... Well, I I've won't name them just in case you've forgotten the names of them. Um. <laughs> okay. Shall I start then? Go for it. So question one is, what is the name of the poultry farm owners in Chicken Run? Uh, I've not seen. Have I seen them? I've played the board game of Chicken Run. Um, Chicken, it comes out on Christmas every single time in this yeah. country. Uh, um, I, yeah, I'm going to kick myself, but I can't think. No, they're the Tweedies. It's Mister Tweedies. Yes, of course Tweedy. it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Justin Fletcher, best known as TV's Mister Tumble, voices which Ardman character? Oh, <laughs> oh, seven films, Colin. <laughs> I'm going to go with Sean the Sheep. Correct. Very good. <laughs> I would have also accepted with Timmy, uh, Sean's cousin, brother? I don't know. That's uh, like, yeah. He does that as well. But, um. I, I know like some of the famous ones, but I can't. I didn't watch Sean the Sheep, so I No, apparently it's quite that. good. I, I haven't seen it. Hmm. Uh, question two for me is, in the US version of Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit, Gromit's prized marrow was changed to what instead, as marrow is not well known in the US? <laughs> oh boy. Um, <laughs> uh, was it a um, zucchini? No, it's a melon, Colin. Was it? Yeah, obviously. I feel so stupid. <laughs> uh, in the Curse of the Way, um what prize is on offer for the giant vegetable competition? Isn't it a golden carrot or something? It is the golden carrot. Very good. Okay. Uh, question three which was the first of Artman's films that was done using computer animation rather than their usual stop motion clear techniques I uh, think it was flushed away yeah you're correct you're on the board I'm on speaking of flushed away yeah. um, in that film England lose the World Cup final on penalties against which country oh, I didn't see flushed away at all that's uh, against which country England loses to everyone anyway. <laughs> I think unbeaten in qualification for the next uh, World Cup. Was it Germany? It was Germany. Good one. Oh, what? Yes! Wow. 3 1. Okay. <laughs> Question four for you to at least have a chance. Yeah. Uh, which Academy Award nominated actress provided the voices for Bunty in Chicken Run, Margaret Claus in Utter Christmas, and Queen Victoria in The Pirates? Uh. Well, I've got absolutely no idea, but I reckon I can I can work this out based on the small, small number of actresses who've been Academy Award nominated. Quite a few, actually. There's there's lots of them. Um, it does. They they do get quite talented actors and actresses to voice the characters. Um, I I'm going to say it's Miranda Richardson. It's Imelda Staunton. Ah. Uh. it's over. Okay. Well, um, who direct yes. who directed the Pirates and the Adventure of Scientists? 
probably dumb, right? Again, like Peter Lord, I guess. It was Peter Lord. <laughs> doing very well on Arden. <laughs> <laughs> and my last question for you is, and just for fun anyway, as part of the marketing strategy for Shaun the Sheep, the US film posters spoofed some of the higher budgeted films of the year. Okay. So they had Mutton Impossible Rogue Bacon and The Hungry Games Eating Hay. But what was Mutton's a spoof of? Mutton's? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Martian? <laughs> Are you going for that? Yeah, why not? <laughs> it's Minions. Okay. Okay, and for, question and for four, a clear win. Question five to get five, to get hundred percent. It's quite a long question to buckle in. Yeah, um, Chicken Run is the highest grossing stop motion animation film of all time, but yes. only the second highest grossing animation of two thousand. The film that beat it was a Disney film about an orphaned iguanodon. What was that film called? The Dinosaur. Uh, it was called Dinosaur. But I'll take it. I've never heard of that film. I was. Have intrigued. you not? No. <laughs> five. Five one. How oh dear. Hey. Yes. <laughs> um, we put you two nil up for the year, I believe. I was very nice to you two weeks ago, Colin. Remember that as well. Well, I listened to it again. I'm not sure how nice you were, but okay. I was. I gave you so many clues. You gave me one clue. Um, what are we quizzing on next time? This is your turn, right? Oh yes, it is my turn. Uh, we're qu- <laughs> we're, we're quizzing on uh, Guillermo del Toro, given that uh, Shape of Water is out. Okay. Um, now, what are we? What is our main topic for next time? Because uh, I sent you some suggestions. Um, yes, I know. The first one. Okay, good. What, what was, <laughs> that one. was that? The, was that the journalism one? No, I think it was the one where multiple characters. Okay, the topic for next time is films in which people play multiple characters. I may have not seen any of this, so it'll be a quick <laughs> podcast then. We'll see how it goes. If you've got any suggestions of films we can cover, let us know at cdzmovies on Twitter or cdzmovies at gmail.com. And we yeah, please see. do tell me because I need to watch one film before then. Excellent. We'll see you then. Bye.